0: Welcome to the podcast of America This Week, courtesy of the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM 129. If you want to listen to more, subscribe to Sirius XM and tune in on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Channel, Sirius 129. This is America This Week. I'm Father Patty Gilger sitting in here with Angelo Conta and with Father Matt Malone. So, uh, really excited to be honest. I feel very happy, in fact, to welcome my mom. Christian Grady-Gilger, onto the show. We're going to be talking a little bit about her piece, which is titled, What Can Catholic Moms Do If They Want Their Children to Remain Catholic? Let Go. Yeah. Uh, my mom is the uh, associate dean of the Arizona State uh, Cronkite School of Journalism. She's the author of many things and a forthcoming book and much of other things. Mom, I'm really happy to welcome you here to the show.
0: Uh, thank you. Hi, son. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It, it is great to have you here. I think you are actually, I think you are the first uh, mother of an editorial staffer we've had on this radio broadcast.
0: I like to break new ground. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing that for a long time. Right, but,
2: yeah, right, right, right. Yes, that's exactly. But this isn't, the, but we're not exercising some familial privilege here. You are very well qualified to talk about this topic.
0: I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> so mom, can you give us a sense of um, what you were trying to do in with this piece um, that you wrote for us?
0: Well, I guess for a long time I've been sort of struggling with um, uh, what, ha- what happens to your children and what effect do you have on what happens to your children, and the, the sort of people they become and the choices that they make. So um, the article is sort of built around that. Perplexing question. Mm -hmm. Um, But specifically, um, you know, uh, uh, the statistics would show that, you know, about um, half of children. Who um, uh, who are raised in one faith end up as adults rejecting that faith, and that's an interesting question. You know, why does that happen, um, and particularly for in, in the Catholic context of, you know, many moms and dads, too, but this was particularly focused on moms, um, you know, what what they did or didn't do that made a difference and whether they make a difference. Um, and it's a very important question to a lot of, of you know, serious Catholics who feel strongly about uh, keeping their children in the faith.
1: Yeah, mom. I mean, uh, I just want to apologize if I've caused any radical interruptions in, in your life that shaken your sense of identity. Uh, there
0: are many, many of those. Although, although my my situation with you or our situation was quite different, it was sort of opposite. So it gave me an interesting window onto this because, um, as as Patrick well knows, I didn't raise him in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, my husband and I were raised Catholic, married Catholic. Patrick was baptized, and we, as many people. Um, left um, primarily because uh, we didn't agree with many of the positions on social issues and particularly didn't feel welcome as a woman mm-hmm. um, and so you know we left, raised Patrick and his sisters Episcopalian and then he turns out to be a Catholic priest so <laughs> no. what, what control do you have at all over right. this? <laughs>
2: and there's a, a and 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 uh, what what I love about that story is uh, it's a success story but it's it's not a plan anyone was following right yeah uh, exactly
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly
2: and there, and so there which is essentially how grace works in our lives right um, and it can it, it takes us to places we never expected to be and uh, because I think that sometimes a lot of parents uh tend to think that you know they they have to structure something and exactly they have to structure the existence of the of uh, their family or the experience of the child in terms of their faith or religion in such a way in order to sh- ensure a certain outcome mm-hmm. as if as if we're not talking about faith, we're talking about you know, some, some empirical process, right?
0: Yeah, and clearly that doesn't work. <laughs> was, that, <Right. laughs> was that something
1: that you noticed or that you were able to talk about? So I guess we should say in the article that you wrote here, you interviewed, I think, three or four in- in-depth interviews with three or four women who have families of their own and their own efforts to try to pass on the faith in different ways. Was that something that you noticed them struggling with or succeeding or failing with?
0: uh it's a mix okay. um yeah i talked in depth with four or five uh, pretty amazing women and and who have had very different experiences so you know someone who has grown children who are all uh faithful catholics and whose families are catholic you know a, a success story right others whose uh children have uh, uh completely rejected uh the, the church Um, Others who have, you know, some children are sort of wavering or there's a mix of Mm -hmm. results. And so I asked them first why it was important to them um, that. That their children, you know, you know pra- were practicing Catholics, and that, I mean, and that came through. We did a, we did a, a, a quick sort of informal survey right. slash poll of, of uh, a mom sort of asking this question, like, are your kids in the uh, still practicing Catholics? You know, um, if they have, if they are not. How do you feel about that? What did you do? What did you didn't? What didn't you do? Sort of how you reacted to it. Um, And um, there's a lot of the women whose grown children have um, decided on something else. There's a lot of, you know, sadness there. There's a, this is this is really important to them, and um, in these 500 responses that mm. we got, which the number just sort of overwhelmed me, I was like, "Wow, 500 people want to talk about this." Um, they use the same words to describe why it's important. What do they say? Um, they say because it's the faith they grew up in. Right um you know they mentioned things like you know history and liturgy and tradition and heritage and culture and and they really some of them thought deliberately about yes i want to raise my children catholic because you know fill in the blank but many of them just didn't really think of it as a choice or a conscious decision it was natural you know one woman put it this way she said it's it was as natural to me as teaching my kids to eat with a spoon and a fork
2: Mm -hmm. yeah wow
0: um there's also there also um was a lot of uh there were a lot of comments about catholic values you know so i don't want to make it sound like it's all just well not thinking there Mm -hmm. there 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 is a deliberate um intention um, to uh, pass on values like care for and service to others, right? Yeah. Spirituality right. over materialism, social justice issues—you know, just being good people—that that and community. Uh, those things all popped up as well. Right. Um, but those whose children. And have left you know really really struggle with that, you know, because it's so important, they want to pass on this very important thing to them, um, and they said when I asked why you know their their children had had decided on something else, you know. There was a whole range of reasons why, you know, from, you know, social issues. There were a lot of people who cited LGBTQ issues or sexual abuse scandal or patriarchy in the church. But there were also a lot of people who just cited individual experiences. You know, they had a bad experience with a school or a teacher or a divorce process or a religious studies program or even the music. Right. You know, right. something that, or a community that didn't feel right to them. Right. But there were a lot of those sort of individual uh, um, instances. But others blame themselves.
1: Yeah. Mom, one of the things that you said right at the end of that um, really excellent summary of the piece was that some of the women that you interviewed really blame themselves. And I think, Angelo, you wanted to talk a little bit about how um, identity is formed consciously and then maybe how that blaming may come into that some.
3: Yeah, Kristen, I, uh, I was particularly struck in your article about Christina Ortega, the Los Angeles mom who you interviewed. Um, and she talks about how uh, so much about being Catholic is cultural for her. Um, and she doesn't you quote her in the, in the piece saying, I don't know how to separate my Catholicness from my Mexicanness. And I think I can relate to this in some way um, because I'm not Mexican. I'm a Filipino American, and I, I also inherited my faith in a very strong way from my parents. And particularly from my mother, um, who brought it in a cultural way, right? Like th- I was taught prayers in English and in Filipino. Mm. Um, in your in your interviews with her, you know what was what was important to these mothers about sort of preserving their cultural tradition or the heritage that they're given with Catholicism.
0: Um, yeah, she was great to talk to. Um, what struck me about her was how intentional she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't just, oh, you know, this is what my family does and what my family always has. And there was some of that. There's the tradition of, you know, the Day of the Dead and and, uh, and various other things that they do that reflects their their culture. But she said something interesting. She said that part of the Mexican culture with regard to Catholicism is that it's a woman's thing. mm mm-hmm. um, the men often aren't very involved. And so she's intentionally set out to change that and she and her husband, and her husband is just as involved as she is. Right. Um, and, and I thought that was really interesting. And they do, so she's very deliberate about doing those things. And she also has, uh, she and her husband are very, they want their children to, and a lot of mothers said this, it's more than just the, tra- the traditional acts of, you know, going to Mass on Sunday or celebrating Christmas or Easter or whatever, that it is, It's making the church and your faith part of your everyday life and then doing things that contribute to the community or, you know, like, you know, social justice issues or working with the poor or visiting homes or, you know, um, visiting the public housing uh, project or, you know, doing things that make that put that put the the children in a real life uh, uh, application of their faith.
2: Yeah, and it, it also seems to me that, uh, and I'd be interested to, to hear, Kristen, whether you picked this up at all. Is, you know, history is the uh, the DNA of culture, and mm-hmm. uh, it 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 would seem to me that that there is a sense um, of making when by by not observing by not being observant or not being a part of the faith or the religion that you've inherited that you're somehow breaking with that history right and 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 the the parents may actually have a complicated personal history with that history mm-hmm. right uh mm-hmm. but but there there might it might also be accompanied by a sense of well for better or for worse this is that thing that has gotten us through the generations and it's a point of continuity in yeah. that history and I wonder if you heard anything like that or an echo of anything like that.
0: Yes, I mean a lot of a lot of the women, in, in, in particular, a couple of the women I interviewed felt that sense of history. Like my parents practice this, my mm-hmm. grandparents, all the way back through memory in my family. And there is a sense, I think part of that sadness I referenced is yeah. directly related to that. It's like, it's a break. Um, you know, uh, uh, several of the women uh, commented uh, about their grandchildren not being baptized and how hard that is for them.
1: Mom, so... Uh I mean, so not to be too personal there about yourself, but you mentioned in the piece that this is, uh, you at the end of the piece, you mentioned that you're giving Catholicism a second chance. So what that means then is that to have a second chance, the first one has to not be there anymore. So, in this idea of the breakages of history there, how has that played out in your own life? Like, what about that moving away in your own background as Irish and German Catholic from the middle of America, and then this movement back influenced by myself in a very awkward way to ask this question? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you are entirely to blame. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I actually feel good about that because I think that that you know there's the old adage about once a Catholic, always a Catholic, and that, that has to do with that history and that pull of generations, right? Mm. And and I think anyone um, feels a sadness when that is broken. So for me, coming back feels really good actually and now i i look at the rest of my extended family and as patrick knows that's quite a large extended family eight kids in her family Mm. yeah eight eight uh, seven seven siblings now i have to stop and count um (laughs) and there uh, there is um i feel sad about so much movement away from the church among that family hmm. and about uh, my extended you know nephews and nieces, and you know, and Patrick knows this, you know that you know you don't book the the wedding in the Catholic Church because it you know takes too long to go through all the the classes beforehand, so you go get married someplace else um it it isn't it it's sad to me that we're not. We're not carrying that on, and it feels good to me to be to be part of that again.
2: Yeah, I bet it does. And are there uh, were were there any experiences uh, where where you you know people had actually returned to the church, and uh, and the, the parents commented on that.
0: Um, There were um, uh, several of those, Um, although I didn't do a depth interview with someone who had that experience, but um, uh, and mostly sort of dealing with adolescents. So there are a lot of women who will say, oh, you know, well, they're being teenagers, you know, uh, they'd rather sleep in on Sunday or they're questioning, you know, um, they're questioning uh, uh, basic uh, uh, tenets of the faith. And and they look at that as normal, which, you know, kind of is. And so there's a lot of... Of, you know, I'm just going to wait this out. I can't force mm-hmm. it. I'm going to wait it out. But I really do think that this is going to resolve. That you know, as my child grows into full adulthood, um, that there will be a return, and they and they pray for that.
1: So, right. mom, with we just have a couple minutes left, but I wanted to say, you know, you end the piece. I think really beautifully talking about the way and the similar to how you begin that being a parent, being a mother for yourself and for some of the women, the women that you talked with. Um, constrains the kind of freedom that we might think we have in some ways and that's part of what motherhood might be as a vocation does that still ring true to you
0: Yes. Okay. Full disclosure. Uh, I think Patrick uh, uh, wrote the last paragraph. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, that's not true, Mom. <laughs> he and I had conversations about this, and yes, and and and, and it was you, Patrick, who brought up the idea mm. of motherhood as a vocation. You didn't make that up. Of course, other people have said that. Right. But it, it 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 what had what I hadn't thought about is a vocation in terms of you c- that there is there's grace in that right there's a being faithful to something that you didn't choose yeah that you don't necessarily choose the outcome yeah uh, or at least not all of it and that there's a certain amount of acceptance that comes with that like this is what i'm meant to do and it with with any vocation including motherhood you know you have you know that choice of you know following that path or, or rejecting it. And with your children, then your vocation is knowing that at some point, you know, they're going to make their own decisions and that you have to let go. Yeah. And you have to, and you have to not just let go and say, Oh, go do your own thing, but follow them yeah. uh, on the path the, that the they have chosen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing I want to say. I mean, I've said to you before, Mom, but I'm so grateful for you for following me on this path, that you've been so good to me, staying with me. It's a model to me of the way God is with me, that God does not let me go off on my own pursues. That well, is if a you great Patrick, note to end I may on. not have had a <laughs> lot of choice here. <laughs> <laughs> you are well, the, the best th- mom
2: ever, Mom.
0: <laughs> well, <the> <laughs> best, <laughs> best son. Okay, there right, you go. There, there you go.
2: The, the, the article is called, uh, What Can Catholic Moms Do If They Want Their Children to Remain Catholic? Let Go. It's by Kristen Gilger, uh, Patty's mom. Thanks so much for being here, Kristen.
0: Thank you for asking me. It was a pleasure.
2: And it was great to have her in the Pages of America. What a terrific story. Yeah, yeah, really, really well done. You know, I think people who go and come back and are often just the most uh, interesting and vibrant and devout cat. Every one of my siblings and myself huh. all left and came back. Mm-hmm. Um, And and we have this constant conversation about whether we actually ever really left. Yeah, fair. You've been listening to America This Week on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. You can find out more about all of the news and the views from America Magazine that we talked about today at americamagazine.org forward slash Sirius. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. And to subscribe to America, call 1-800-627-9533. That's 1 800 627 9533 for a smart Catholic take on faith and culture. For Father Patty Gilger and Angelo Jesus Canta. I'm Father Matt Malone. Thank you and good day.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of America this week, courtesy of the Catholic Channel on SiriusXM 129. If you want to listen to more, subscribe to SiriusXM and tune in on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Catholic Channel, SiriusXM 129.